Good morning and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece, as always, here with Samantha Tredelius. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning. It's nice to see you and our wonderful guests today. It's good to see you. So we are coming to you today in the shadows of the Uvalde uh, massacre, I, I, for lack of a better word. Um, if you haven't heard about it and you're living under a rock, uh, we had another school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, which is um, yet another in a list. And this is not going to be a political discussion. This is not going to be a discussion about um, any party in particular, but we do want to talk about action. And those of us who are called to action um, after this one, after the last one, after Buffalo, after Sandy Hook, I don't know which one it takes, but forever, for anybody who is listening, who is called to action, we want to give you some options. So today we are joined by two representatives of, of Moms Demand Action. We have Helen, who is the California team local group manager for Moms Demand Action. And we have Janet, who's our local group leader here in Marin. Uh, thank you, ladies, both of you for joining us. Thank you very much for having us. Yes, Good thank you very much. So let's just start out a little bit, talk about what Moms Demand Action is as a, as a nonpartisan group who can have an impact in um, situations such as this. Tell us a little bit about how it got started, who it is, how you, how you operate, and um, anything along those lines. So Moms Demand Action was actually started the day after Sandy Hook in December of 2012. And it was started by Shannon Watts, who's a mother of five. And she was actually on Facebook looking for a way to connect with other people who wanted to do something about the horrific shooting in Sandy Hook and um, stop gun violence. Um, she didn't really realize on that day that she was starting an amazing movement in the United States. But Moms now has 8 million volunteers throughout the United States. And we actually know that number is correct because we keep very good data. And 8 million people um, have joined Moms over the years since 2012. And we have a chapter in every single state in the union, including um, Washington, DC. Um, it's all volunteers. We're a part of every town for gun action, every for gun action as well. And what our movement is about is stopping gun violence. And it is about creating gun sensible laws so that we can stop gun violence. And we do know that it can be stopped. And we do know that keeping guns out of the hands of dangerous people makes a difference. And so in order to have gun sensible laws, we need to elect gun sensible candidates to make sure that those laws get passed. Um, so we have a variety of things that people can do. And that's something that we're gonna talk about today, how you can get involved and actions you can actually take. And every action you can take makes a difference. Because if all 8 million people who are involved and we're getting more as we're speaking now after these horrific shootings the past two weeks, if everyone takes even one action this week, we'll make a difference. Which is unbelievable. Thank you for the work that you ladies are doing out there. Um, I 
obviously, you know, work in the nonprofit sector myself as this place. So we know, we know what it's like to be out there doing the good work and doing the good work at this level with this topic is so important and so important all the time. One of the conversations that you and I had had, Helen, when we first chatted was about how when these situations occur, there's such an influx of want and need to get involved. And then when it calms down, you don't hear it's crickets, right? Nobody's thinking about it anymore. My question to both of you is how can we keep this conversation going 365 days a year to make change happen? You know, what are those steps that we can take as women in this world to, to keep this dialogue moving? Um, well, I have some suggestions. Um, one very practical thing that people who are listening can do is text a couple of words to our organization. The first one is to text ACT, A-C-T, to 64433. That will get you connected to us um, just in general, get you in our database so that we can connect with you. Um, the other one is to text APP, A-P-P, to 64433, and you we'll be able to download our new app. And the app is really useful because when you go on that app, you will see events and actions that are taking place in our local area, but also all over the country. And you can find out what's happening. You can, um, there will also be notifications for you to uh, text or call your local representative to support um, gun legislation that Moms Demand Action is supporting. So, um, I mean, it's a wonderful way to do something on a continual basis that only takes a few minutes a week if that's all you have. Um, and then the, you can also text BOLD if you want to. That will take you directly to a senator or legislator um, to asking that person to take action on a particular bill. Um, and then locally here, once you connect with us, we have meetings on the first Friday of every month. Although we're, well, we were going to take a break over the summer and now I'm reconsidering that. Um, during the pandemic, we weren't able to hold in-person meetings, but now we're starting up again with these in-person meetings and through at the meetings, we have people coming to speak. Um, in September, I'm gonna have somebody from suicide prevention come. Um, in October or November, someone is coming from uh, Youth Alive um, organization to prevent um, young people from involving themselves in violence in Oakland. Um, so we have speakers, Mark Levine has come to speak to us. And then we always have something for people to do where if it's writing postcards or making calls or helping us set up an event that's going to be happening. Um, so I would encourage everybody to connect with us and then start coming to our meetings. We'll have plenty of things for people to do. Um, so with the, oh, go ahead, Helen. So, so I'll add to that. Janet and I are a great team, I think. <laughs> so we've been working together for a long time. So something else you can do is vote. This election in 2022 is extremely important and you can vote. And what you can do is vote for gun sensible candidates. And by that, I mean two things. One, people who are going to work 
to create gun sensible laws, people who will not take money from the NRA or from any other gun rights organizations, but people who will make sure that we are passing laws that help to stop gun violence. For instance, one of the things that moms advocates is to lower the age to purchase assault weapons from 21 to 18. Be individuals purchasing assault weapons are significantly higher for that age group, 18 to 21. Um, another thing is to pass laws that are extreme risk laws, which are what we also call red flag laws, where you can, if somebody you know is in danger of hurting themselves or others, and keep in mind that most mass shooters do give lots of warnings, that you can work with the police to get a, um, to get their gun taken away. Um, and for you know a temporary or long period of time, those are just two things, but vote, that's very important. Also moms demand action every town will come out with a list very soon of gun sense candidates. And these are all people on both the federal, local, and by local, even here locally, you know, for city councils and um, for supervisor positions to that you do, fill out a form showing that they are going to be gun sensible candidates. So that's something you can do. We also have two really important events coming up this week. So, um, so I'm gonna um, let um, Janet talk about those two events um, since she is our local group lead for Marin. I'm gonna let her talk about them, but I hope that everybody listening is comes to these events because Come to the are, events. Vote, vote, vote. vote. And just before we go to the events, I just want to clarify, Helen, you are, your organization is supporting people who support laws that raise the age for assault weapons from 18 to 21, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, I, th I think we, we had, uh, there was a reverse there. So I just want to make sure everybody's clear. Oh, say from We're looking to raise the age to 21. Did I speak up? <laughs> Janet, tell us about some of the Thank local you. events here in Marin County for those locals who are listening who might want to get involved. Uh, tell okay. us about a couple of events you have coming up. Okay, I, I will. I just wanted to say also that um, these gun sense can't, there are nine um, uh, Moms Demand Action uh, volunteers who are running for um running for an office in the United States. So a lot of us end up running for office. So I just wanted to, to mention that. Um, Women are out there doing the work, right? And now they're taking it a step above and I love it. Yeah, they are, they are. In fact, um, I'm so sorry. So I think that we've had, you know, just before I go into the events, you know, there are so many, it's so hard to do this work sometimes. And it's it's kind of, depressing and it's and I think part of the reason that people don't stick with it is that they go on to something else something else comes up in the news but also it's hard to hear about this it's hard to read about it and people just want to hide from it in a sense so um I'm so glad that you invited us um to this podcast to to speak because People need to just do, I think when you start doing this work, you become empowered and you feel more hopeful because you're around other people who are doing the same work and feel the way you do. And, and we give each other energy and support. So and I would have to I, believe there is some attrition because people probably do feel that their work is not being impactful, that 
you know, we we do this work and we and we focus on it and we we speak to our legislators and we we look to the gun sense candidates and then we have another one. And then we do the work for months and months and then we have another one. And so what what gets us to the I mean, you got this organization has been around since Sandy Hook. So what would be great is if you worked yourself into obsolescence that you were no longer needed. Absolutely. That hasn't happened yet. But what makes this, what can make Uvalde different? What can make it, this one be the one where people go enough? Tell me. You know, I, I don't know what to, honestly, I don't know how to make this one the one that's been that fight, but I do think what has a big effect is that these were children in Uvalde and that's had a big effect on people to see all those children killed. But I think if we could keep doing this and be out there, um, and continually let people know that there is something they can do. And one thing I'd wanna say for the people listening to this call, that anything that we do that saves another life, if we can keep, you know, for example, the red flag laws, we do know, and there are statistics that can be followed up. We do know that people who have used a red flag law because somebody living in their household was threatening suicide and they knew that that person had a gun and they got that gun taken out of the home, that person did not kill themselves. We do know that there are cases of people threatening to go out and hurt other people and have a gun taken out of their home because somebody heard them threatening. So every single life that we save, our work is doing good. And it happens every day that something does make a difference. If the gun laws are changed from assault weapons, that you cannot purchase it until you're 21, until it's raised to your 21. And all those 18 year olds, there was an 18 year old who did the shooting in Buffalo, an 18 year old who did it in Uvalde, they wouldn't have been able to go in and kill all of those people at one time. So we can make a difference and people need to keep that in mind. It's, it's slow and it's hard work. And like Janet said, it can be depressing. It can be hard. We stress that people do self-care. And I also think part of the self-care, I've been involved with this organization for eight years. Part of the self-care is the camaraderie, is the people that we're working with because we do do help each other to raise up. And, you know, we do sometimes say, hey, you take over on this because I have to take a break today and I'll take over tomorrow. I, I uh, grew up in Thousand Oaks and they had the borderline shooting, which again, I think was an 18 or 19 year old mm -hmm. male. Um, and it's, you know, it's one thing when you see these events occurring on the news. And then it's another thing when it's like, that's my hometown. That's a place I've been. And, and then it, the narrative kind of shifts internally. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, you know, they just kind of have this numbness to it, which is, I, I don't understand. And then, you know, from the other part of it is like, we live here in California, which, you know, has some pretty heavy, you know, gun laws. And maybe a lot of people here say, you know, what does it matter if I get involved because I, you know, live in California, but guess what? In California, these things are still happening. Yeah, exactly. these things are still happening and we are not safe if the states surrounding us have loose gun laws. You know, Nevada, Arizona, Idaho, their gun laws are much looser than ours. And people can go to those states and buy guns and come back to California and use them. So we really need to work on, at the federal level and we need to get 
we need to get good candidates running and winning. And I firmly believe that's the way we have to, we have to do it, but that's going to take a long time, you know? It totally so. is. And the other thing uh, I just want to say one more thing, yeah. if I have time, um, we do sometimes invite survivors to our meetings. And in February, the survivor that came and spoke to us was um, at the shooting in Thousand Oaks and her, you know, her uh, sharing of that moment to those moments that she went through was really powerful. And you're right. It, it just hits home when you hear a story from someone who has survived. Um, also, I mean, um, when I was 18 years old, I lived in, uh, in the San Fernando Valley and I was at Costco and Costco was, was brazenly robbed. And there was a gentleman in the front and they took a AK-47 and shot people. I was in the store when it oh happened. My gosh. And yeah. it was, I mean, one of the most terrifying experiences yeah. I've ever been in. And, you know, people died and I saw dead people and, you know, we were shoved in the back of a pet boys oh, between pallets. Awesome. I mean, it was, it was terrifying as an 18 year old young woman. And I mean, to this day, I cannot go to that Costco or even yeah. drive down that street because it has such PTSD for me. But I think about, I was 18 and it was just a random robbery, crazy thing. I mean, what's happening is babies you know, young, I, I have a nine-year-old, I have an 11 year old, like these are babies. They have no way to even comprehend these things. And if that enough is not enough to say, Hey, everybody, this must stop now. I don't know. I, I don't know what's wrong with us as a society, you know? Yeah. yeah. I wonder the I same thing. I mean, it is like, how, how could it not have stopped after Sandy Hook because of the children? It's that, almost that's the part I don't understand. Like what? How do we get to the point where people finally go, okay, actually that one put us over the limit. Like, I don't, what, what is that? What is wrong with people that they become numb? And what is wrong with people that this becomes sort of the thing you hear on the news for a few days and then it filters off and you're on to the next thing. I, I just, I, um, well, I guess, I, I guess as a, just as, as a mother, and, and this is not a child issue. This is not a mom issue. This is a human issue. I get it. But as a, as a mother and a member of this society, I don't understand what it takes to get people to say, it's not, uh, what, what was the, the one uh, gentleman's comment yesterday, it, that good guys with guns stop bad guys with guns. No, no they no. don't. No, and I think don't. in Uvalde, that was a perfect example of good guys with guns don't do shit. So that's <laughs> not our answer. Um, no. It just, I don't totally yeah. understand that. So it, and, and it makes me feel, so, yesterday I was listening to a program on this and they were interviewing an 18-year-old and a 14-year-old. And both of them, well, the 14-year-old really moved me because she said, I'm too young to be dealing with this. I, I shouldn't be having to think about going to school and possibly getting shot and having, I, she goes, I should be thinking about other things in my life. But we have, you know, part every town is our umbrella, but we have moms demand action. We have students demand action. And there are a lot of students that are young like this who are coming up and, and fighting for their protection, basically kind of fighting for their lives really. And um, I'm hopeful that they are going to, you know, be the voters of the future and they're going to help change this. But look, going to take a really long time so and that's what 
you know, organizations like mom is we have to keep in the forefront. So what you're doing by today, by letting people know, we have made a difference that there's 8 million people involved with us. There's 40,000 people since Uvalde in California alone, who have asked to be involved with mom since last Tuesday, 40,000 wow. more. When we first started, the NRA was giving millions of dollars to to candidates to support them in their campaigns. The NRA, one of the goals of moms is to get rid of the NRA. They went bankrupt. They still are here in the picture, but they're bankrupt. They don't have the same money to give to candidates. And if we keep doing this work, if we're out in the forefront so more and more people get involved, the more people who get involved in our organization, and there's other organizations that you know are working for gun sense too, like Brady, like Sandy Hook, like the Giffords, organization they're all great moms has the big activist me that members people can get involved right away from their homes and volunteer but i think that um to me the biggest thing is keeping organizations like us out in the forefront you know when we need to keep the pressure on to keep yes. the pressure on politicians know who we are you know shannon watts has been on msnbc cnn npr this week keeping us in front there so that we can keep doing this work because we are changing laws and we are making a difference in understanding that it's slow but we can do that and that's why we're having there is a Wear Orange March this coming Saturday, which is going to be on the Golden Gate Bridge at 1130. Um, and we have it every year. We just haven't been able to walk across the bridge during the pandemic. So we're really happy now that we can do this outside and walk across the bridge. And, um, that, and that is to raise awareness about gun violence in this country. That was planned. We do it every year, all of, Moms is planning wear orange events all over the United States. And so are a lot of the other organizations that I mentioned. And so we hope everybody could come to that. It starts on the San Francisco side at 1130 and just come. It's a family event. We have permits. We walk on the walking paths on the side of the bridge. Let's, and then, let's say the date and time one more time. Let's get this up over 40,000. It is this Saturday, June 4th. At 11, it starts at 11.30 on the San Francisco side of the bridge. Perfect. We'll put that in our show notes. And I think the other question I had too is, are there other Bay Area chapters? Is there East Bay yes. as well? Yes. And so, San Francisco. Okay. There's yeah, lots of different. California is the chapter and we're groups. So there's 30 or 40 groups within California. It's a little strange to put it that way. I, I wanted to say about the, the Wear Orange, that I've been um, organizing the volunteers that we'll have out there. So, and I've been checking the numbers because we need volunteers, you know, to, we need to know how many volunteers we need. Last Tuesday morning, we had 78 people signed up as partic participants. Um, last night when I checked, we had over 500. Wow. So people are really responding, responding to this. Um, and then I wanted to, to say one more thing tomorrow night, we're having a vigil uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. at Westminster Presbyterian Church in Belvedere. That's the address is 240 uh, Tiburon yeah. Boulevard in Belvedere. And there will be members from the Marin Interfaith Council there speaking, I'll be speaking, and a member from um, Brady United will be speaking. 
Um, so it's going to be a vigil, but it's going to be vigil slash call to action. Um, even the pastor, when we talked to her, Helen and I are planning this. So even the pastor said people are tired of just prayers and they want, they want to know just like what you're doing today. They want to know what, what we can do. I think we're all tired of yeah. you know thoughts and prayers. And, you know, yeah. one of the things that kills me and I, you know, I noticed this in my work too, you know, everybody's so quick to post a post on Facebook about, you know, <laughs> their, their feelings and where they're at, but people are not doing the work. Like they're not out there making a difference or they're complaining about things, but they're not willing to step up and make change happen and change again, as we can all attest in this call only happens if we make it happen. That's right. And, and so whether it's signing up, you know, to be a member of a group, going and walking in on the bridge, wearing orange, maybe you can't walk on the bridge, but guess what? Put your orange shirt on, on Saturday. That's a step. Put your shirt that's orange on and you know, it be a part of the change. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's I I wore my red mom's demand action shirt to the gym the other day. There's only nine people in the gym. Two of them came up and asked me how they could help. And one stayed afterwards and, and talked to me for a half an hour. And she's probably gonna join our team. So I'm just, you know, I'm grateful for all the help that's coming out and people who are wanting to help us. Um, Helen. Yeah, I wanted to also add something that hasn't been brought up. But Janet mentioned survivors. Moms has a huge survivor network. And a survivor like you, Samantha, is anybody who has been in any situation with gun violence. Um, you, whether you've lost somebody to gun violence, whether you've been near gun violence, whether you've been through anything. And we have a huge survivor network, which provides a lot of resources to people or survivors. And I always feel it's important to mention, you know, that the news says how many people were killed and how many people were injured in any of these shootings. What about the hundreds of people whose lives are now affected for the rest of their lives? The parents who will never get over losing their child in Uvalde, the sons, the daughters, the aunts, the uncles, the friends, the fiancés, everybody for every gun violence situation that are affected for the rest of their lives. So moms provides a lot of help in that way. Um, and even the people who do become speakers like Janet was talking about, moms will help people learn how to be speakers if they're interested and they're nervous and they don't know how to do that. So our network, and one other thing I wanna add a little off, but when you brought up Samantha, the um, other, or the other groups in the Bay Area, they'll all be at the Golden Gate Bridge Watch. But if you do what Janet said and you text ACT or ACTION to 64433, you'll be connected. It'll ask for your zip code. So you'll be connected with the group that's closest to you. So that's another way to find out where's a local group that you can get involved with. And I and think Samantha, uh, speaking of what, sorry to interrupt, but just as you were speaking about survivors, I, I started welling up. And because I think about those little kids that maybe yeah. weren't physically, you know, wounded, but they're not going to be okay. They're not. You know, they're never going to be yeah. okay. And, and if that doesn't move you to go buy an orange shirt today, people, <laughs> I don't know what does. Yeah. I and Samantha, you know, we have a broad, um, definition of survivor you are a survivor okay. you were a witness to that 
that shooting in Costco, that makes you a survivor. You can get, you know, connected with other people. There are a lot of people who are just like you, unfortunately. And it was random. I mean, it was 20 years ago, random, and it's still, like, I still think about it and I'm like, Whoa. Oh, and yeah. yeah, and you always will. So yeah, you can get connected with our organization as well. Like, I love that you have that network. I also hate that you have that network. Yes. <laughs> I know yeah. it's awful. Yeah. It, it's everything. It's like Janet said at the beginning, this is hard work. It's really hard. And um, because it's always depressing. I mean, the only thing that isn't depressing is I've met some of the most wonderful women that I've ever met in my life, <laughs> you know, like Janet. And I have a whole group of people now that are amazing, but it is very, very hard work. But you know, the one thing I know, I was devastated this week. Like so many of us, we couldn't, we lost sleep. We couldn't stop thinking about it. We got headaches. We got sick. I'm sure, you know, we started shaking all the things. And the thing that kept me going was feeling like there is somewhere that I know I can do something and it's with mom's demand action. So, you know, I called Janet and I said, let's work on a vigil an interfaith vigil. Let's do the things that mom's telling us to do, like texting bold to, to your Senate, you know, or texting to your Senator to work for gun sensible laws, et cetera. I felt like I could do something. And that's what helped me get through this week. 8 million and growing. Mm -hmm. Wow. You ladies are so inspiring. And Stacy and I are so honored to be able to spend the last 30 minutes with you. I feel so much uh, more I don't know. I feel like the conversation has been elevated and I think that we can get this word out to all of our listeners and hopefully the community beyond. Uh, we will post all the different links, all the different uh, text codes and the events coming up this weekend in our show notes. Everybody, I implore you to get out and make change happen. And I want you to remember this conversation for not just today, but the next 364 days after. Get out there this week and be inspired. <laughs>